Welcome to Valley 101, a podcast from the Arizona Republic and azcentral.com, where we answer the questions you ask about Metro Phoenix. I'm your host, Kayla White. If you fell down the TikTok rabbit hole in 2020, you may have come across videos of people roller skating. It's a trend many took up as a way to get outside during the pandemic. This led a Valley 101 listener to submit this question. My name is Antonio, and I live in downtown Phoenix. I'm a teacher, and many of my students have been talking about how they bought roller skates during the pandemic. Some of them have talked about taking up roller derby. I've heard many major cities have roller derby scenes. Does Phoenix have a large roller derby scene? And why is roller derby common in big cities like Phoenix? Thank you for answering. Producer Maritza Dominguez dives into this community. As a warning, there is a little bit of language in this episode you may not want your kids repeating. If you're listening together, maybe hold off. Maritza, let's go skating. Before we dive into the community here in Arizona, I wanted to give you a brief history of the sport. It originated as a roller skating marathon in 1935 in Chicago. They just skated in laps to see who could go the longest. When audiences began to lose interest, Leo Seltzer, an events promoter, created the rules to the sport as a way to bring entertainment during the Great Depression. The game was played by both male and female athletes, but it was far more popular with women. It continued to be popular throughout the 1940s and into the mid-50s. The roller derby. It's a good way to make a living especially for a girl. You're hearing audio from the Oscar-nominated short film Roller Derby Girl from 1949. The short film shows video of a roller derby team skating on the elevated circular track. The movie shows the popularity of the sport during the time. By the mid-50s, the sport started to lose its popularity. Leo Seltzer's son tried reviving the sport in the 1970s. It had eventually evolved into um, a more of an, a sports entertainment sport. So where there was athleticism and all of those things, they did have what people, what some people like to be compared to like WWE type things, um, you know, scripted uh, fights and predetermined winners and all of that stuff. That's Nikki Jones. She's the president of the Arizona Derby Dames. Those efforts to have a scripted sport didn't succeed, and the sport continued to lose popularity. Then, by the early 2000s, a group of women in Austin, Texas, looked to bring back roller derby. They created a league called Texas Roller Derby. With their revival, other leagues in the U.S. followed, including the Arizona Derby Dames. Now, let's talk about how the game is actually played. There are two different tracks that are used to play the game. The first one is a flat track, similar to a normal skating rink. Flat track, you can go to any area, any flat area that's big enough, and you can lay down the perimeters, and you've got yourself a track. 
The next type of roller derby is banked track. That's when the game, or as they call it in roller derby, about, is played on an oval-shaped track that is raised at an angle. This type of play is less common because leagues have to build their own track and house it in the warehouse. You know, so like we have our own facility. There are some leagues throughout the United States who um, have to store their track in a storage facility. The Arizona Derby Dames are the only banked track league in the state. Within the league, there are home teams. They're able to play against each other during their play season, which takes place from September to May. Now for the rules. Bear with me here. Here's Perla Rodriguez, a member of the Derby Dames, to help me explain how the game is played. The whole preface of the game is to score as many points as possible and then your team wins. So each team sends out five players to the track. One team member will have a star on their helmet. They're called a jammer. The jammer is the one who scores the points. The other four players are called blockers. They block the other team's jammer so they don't score points. And they help their jammer get through the pack of players. So once the jammer gets out of the pack, they have to lap the opposing team's blockers and they get a point for each blocker they lap. In order to stop a jammer scoring points, they attempt to slow the player down by bumping into her. They also knock the jammer and the blockers out of bounds to make room for their teammates. It's a full contact sport on skates. Game lasts about two hours. It's set up in four quarters, 15 minutes each with a half time as well and quarter breaks. So that's how the game is played. There's a competitive element, of course, but both Nikki and Perla have seen how the community has impacted their lives. Berla found roller derby when she was looking for a change. A friend invited her to one of the bouts. And I thought to myself as I sat in those stands, I can, I can do this. It's hard, but I can do this. And so I ended up uh, trying out and starting practices that August. That was in 2014. Originally, she started with a flat track roller derby team. A year into playing, she wanted to continue to challenge herself in roller derby. An acquaintance of hers invited her to skate on the banked track of the Arizona Derby Dames. And I remember taking the track for the first time thinking, this is going to be this is going to be easy because I've been skating for a year and I, you know, can skate on flat ground. OK, so I'm going to be able to do this. And I remember skating for maybe five or ten minutes and feeling so just exhausted, realizing this is going to be hard. But at the same time, I want to do it. And so I wound up joining the Arizona Derby Dames. When a new member joins the Derby Dames, they're put into their fresh meat program where they teach the members all the ins and outs of the sport and even the basics of skating. Before Perla joined Derby Dames, Nikki had joined years before. Eleven years ago, Nikki moved to Phoenix from Washington State. Because of Nikki's roller skate tattoo, someone asked if she played. And I'm like, what is roller derby? Like, I was a rink rat when I was younger. I used to go, like, jam skate at the local roller rink because it was fun and I liked to do it. After learning there was a roller derby scene in Phoenix, she checked out a flat track team. She was impressed, but held off joining. 
But then she learned about the Derby Dames and their banked track setup. So she went over to one of their bouts. And then I watched it. And there was actually one skater that I was just like enamored with. But I just like fell in love with Hollyhood and the way she could skate. And I'm like, I want to do that. And I want to be just like her. Um, And so ironically enough, tryouts were like the next weekend. So she put on her skates and went to a roller rink. She said it was like riding a bike. It all came back to her. I was like, I'm going to do it. Let's let's see what happens. And I tried out and the rest is 10 years of history. (laughs) Nikki and Perla spent hours practicing and coming up with strategies to play against the other league's teams. When a new player joins, they also come up with a derby name. It's probably one of the most iconic parts of roller derby. You become a different part of yourself. It's not necessarily a like a different person, but it's a different part of yourself that maybe you can't show all of the time because not all of us are, you know, have the luxury of being able to do that. They come up with the name before their first bout and usually during the fresh meat program. That's when Nikki came up with hers. So I had a one-on-one session with my trainer, was one of our trainers uh, at the time, Frankie Fitz. And she called me over there and she was like, come here, Nikki Badass. And I had been trying to think of a name and all that. And, and it just kind of, it just kind of, I felt like it kind of fit. Nikki felt the pressure to live up to the name. And in the end, she has. Even Perla called her a triple threat playing every position on the team, and being an all-around great player. Perla's name is Chingadora. It's a play off a Spanish swear word for a badass woman. Originally, her name was Dora the Explorer. Uh, I thought Dora the Explorer was super clever. You know, I am Mexican-American. I do wear a short bob, you know, and I speak Spanish, and it was just perfect. She had brainstormed the name with her friends. From then on, all her teammates called her Dora. But then one of the league members started to call her something else. Carmen Oxide started uh, calling me Chingadora for fun. Well, then that ran rampant through our league and everybody started calling me Chingadora as a playoff of the tournament, Chingadera. So when that season ended, I officially changed my name to Chingadora. I still go by Dora, but Chingadora is now my derby name and I love it. (laughs) Along with playing on a home team, Nikki also plays with the Hot Shots team. So from all of our six home teams, we build this like all-star team. Um, And we get to travel together. And sometimes we have, you know, three or four days of a tournament. They play with other teams around the country who are part of the Roller Derby Coalition of Leagues, or the RDCL. With all the traveling and practices, team players create meaningful relationships and some even become family. That skater Nikki wanted to emulate when she discovered the Derby Dames is now the godmother of her son. That's how close the community is. Nikki and Perla emphasized how important the community is for them. And 
Uh, I'm really thankful for roller derby because it's not just a sport. It kind of becomes a way of life. You don't realize how much of it, it, how much of your life it touches until you look around and see, man, all my friends, they are also in roller derby. The league has people from a wide range of professions. Berla is a kindergarten to eighth grade band teacher. Nikki's a personal trainer and a graphic designer. And yet the one thing that we all have in common is that we all play roller derby and it has made a difference in our lives. And that's why we keep coming back every season, even if our bodies are beat up, even if we have previous injuries, even if you know, our days are crazy busy. We find the time. We make the time. We show up to practice for our teammates, for our league. They are uplifted by their teammates and by the sport itself. Nikki said she has grown as a person since taking up roller derby. In her early 20s, she dealt with self-esteem issues and childhood trauma. For her, roller derby has been an outlet to deal with those issues in a healthy way. But also having a group of women supporting her has been impactful. Once I got into Derby, just the years of being around such empowering people and people that don't knock you down for not knowing how to do somebody, but lift you up and show you how to do something. And the ability to be around so many diverse people, um, it, it just fills everyone with so much empowerment about not only roller derby, but themselves. The Arizona Derby Dames also act as mentors to younger girls. The Derby Dames has a junior league through their nonprofit AZDD Inspire. That's how they fund the minor assaults, which is the youth team they coach. They train them and even play against them during scrimmages. And the Minor Assaults is such a, an incredible, empowering program. Their coach, Alan Eilich, um, is a really great leader within our organization. And she uh, breaks things down for the Minor Assaults in such a way that causes them to play the game so well. The junior leagues also get to travel with the hotshots. But for the past nine months, the Derby Dames have put everything on hold because of the coronavirus pandemic. We shut down as soon as the pandemic struck in the middle of March. We weren't able to complete our season last season. Um, and the games that were left were the playoffs and the championships. So we weren't able to host those games um, in April and in May. At first, Perla wanted to use this break as a way to heal her body from previous seasons and rest. She thought of it as an extended off season. And then it persisted and it has gone on. And I definitely miss, I miss my teammates. I miss seeing them on a weekly basis. I miss playing with them. I miss being challenged to be better on my skates, on the track, in the game. Nikki echoed similar emotions. At the same time, she's determined that when it's safe to reopen, they're coming back in full force. They'll start tryouts for new recruits and get back on the track. But for now, their focus is keeping their league together. So right now, our league is really focused on um, fundraising because we do have our own facility. And despite 
the fact that we have no income coming in from um, selling tickets and stuff like that, you know, we still have to pay our bills. And so um, that's kind of what the entire league has been focused on right now. The league does all the organizing themselves. They take care of the bills, they maintain the warehouse and organize their bouts. So the members of the league not only play the sport, but also tend to be part of a committee. And all of our committees are what make our organization run smoothly, like a well-oiled machine. Berla is now a manager of those committees. For her, it's been a way to give back what the league has given to her over the past five years. It has taught me a lot about leadership and a lot about how much I can impact um, an entire organization. In this time, away from skating, they focused on AZDD Inspire and the community service they do during the off-season. During the summers, they partner with the Arizona Department of Education to help out with their summer food service program. They hand out breakfast and lunch to anyone 18 years old and younger. With COVID-19 provisions, the department implemented a similar program while schools closed. The Arizona Derby Dames were asked to help to hand out food. And to help alleviate those costs from those parents that all of a sudden had to have their kids at home because of the pandemic, we started setting up mobile feeding sites across the valley and in Tucson. Uh, that has grown so large in numbers with how many meals we have provided to the community. And they're going to continue doing it. I'm proud of it as somebody who uh, works for AZDD Inspire, someone who plays roller derby as a teacher, um, every part of me. So it's definitely something to look into. And if you um, are needing meals for your children, please check us out, check the times. Uh, come and pick up some food. I asked Perla when they reopen and are able to hold tryouts again, what kind of advice she'd give to someone who's interested in joining. If you're thinking of doing roller derby, don't don't tell yourself you can't because you can. You can learn how to skate. We will teach you. You can learn how to play roller derby. We will teach you. And every step of the way, we're going to make sure that you don't quit on yourself because if it's whatever it is that you're thinking and you're feeling about yourself. We probably thought that and felt that too when we started. And roller derby is just so special in that anyone from any walk of life and any background can come to roller derby and be a part of something special and be a part of something bigger than them. Hey listeners, it's me, Kayla again. Thanks so much, Maritza, for taking us into the roller derby scene here in Metro Phoenix. Yeah, who knew so much went into joining a roller derby league? But hearing both of Nikki's and Berla's stories, it's been a worthwhile experience for them. Yeah, I have always thought roller derby is really cool and I regret that I didn't get to see them compete before the pandemic, but I intend to after. Listeners, as a side note, audio in today's episode came from Paramount Pictures. If you have more questions about how Metro Phoenix is changing, submit them to us at valley101.azcentral.com. 
And if you're a regular listener of our show, please consider supporting it by subscribing to azcentral.com. And as always, thank you for listening to Valley 101, a podcast from the Arizona Republic and azcentral.com. See you next week.